Hello, and welcome to this episode of CFA Institute's Take 15 series. I'm Sam Lum, Director of Private Wealth and Capital Markets at CFA Institute. I'm joined here today at CFA Institute's Asia-Pacific Regional Office in Hong Kong by Mr. Anthony Yao, Head of Asia Emerging Markets at State Street Global Advisors. Anthony has been with SSGA for the last 16 years. Our topic of discussion today is about the latest developments in the domestic stock market in China. Anthony, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Sam, for having me here. In recent months, the pace of foreign institutional investor quota approvals for the China-Asia's market has been unprecedented. The quota for qualified foreign institutional investors, or what is commonly called QFI, jumped from 30 billion US dollars to 80, and the quota for renminbi QFI which was first introduced in late 2011, also jumped to a commensurate amount. CSRC Chairman Guo Shuqing talked about RQ fee 2 and the potential for a tenfold increase in the quota at the Asian Financial Forum last month, and the market jumped up. And from last October to January, the Hang Seng AH Premium Index traded below 100, with A-shares trading at a discount to eight shares. Valuation metrics are also at historically low levels. Is this the beginning of a new era for China eight shares? I see the expansion of the QV program is part of an ongoing effort by the Chinese government to develop the domestic financial market in China. By having more of foreign institutional investors participating in the, for- in the domestic market, it can help to promote better corporate governance within the Chinese companies and also can help to reduce the volatility in the domestic market. In terms of the LQV program, I also see that as a, this is a part of a bigger picture of the international, internationalization of the renminbi so that it allows a investment channels for those offshore renminbi held by foreign entities. So having these two uh, expansion of the program actually is part of a bigger plan. That's why I see that this is an ongoing effort by the Chinese government. And in 2013, we see that the, the, new, the new government leadership is coming into the government with a focus of having a stable growth in China. And right now, as you mentioned, the valuation of the China-Asia market is at a historical low relative to history. While in the, in the trading PE perspective, it's earnings taking 11, it's having 15 times uh, price to earnings and 11 times forward earnings. This is at a historical low level relative to history. So I see that that creates a very interesting window for an investor getting into the China Asia market. We've heard that there are 100 IPOs on the pipeline with another 700 or so waiting for approval. There is also the overhang of non-tradable shares, and many consider it a policy market where government policy has so much influence. How should investors think about these factors? This is part of a normal development cycle of a financial market. If you look at it, in the past five years, MSCI China Asia Index 
has the market cap growth from around 300 billion US dollar to now these days 800 billion dollars, more than 800 billion dollars. And the number of stocks in the index from 300 stocks to more than 500 stocks. Yes, you see this is the, uh, a significant growth of equity supply in, in, in the China market. However, if we see, if bring this going forward, a lot of the leaders of the companies already have listing in the China Asia. In the future, the listing will be more focused on the small to micro cap companies. From an from, from investor perspective, these are not the major uh, constituents of the index. So for investor perspective, we should focus more on the leaders and the high growth companies existing in the China Asia market. So I do not see that as a big concern for, for investors in, China Asia, in the China Asia market. There are significant overlaps in many cases with the same company having A shares trading in Shanghai or Shenzhen, and at the same time, eight shares listed in Hong Kong. This A shares versus A shares arbitrage has been around for many years. With the RQ fee quota growing and increasing liberalization of the capital account, do you expect the A-share, A-share price gap to close and the gap's volatility considerably reduced pretty soon? Right. Uh, I see that. I don't see that the the valuation gap can shrink in the foreseeable future. There's two reasons for it. One reason is that for the price gap to shrink, you have to have arbitrage opportunity between the A and H-share uh, 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 common shares. However, there's no short capabilities of the A shares uh, market right now. That basically take away the opportunities to arbitrage uh, uh, this uh, price gap between A and H. And second point is that at this point, only around 34% of the total market cap of China companies have dual listing in both A share market and H share market. There are still a majority of the stocks only list, have listing either in A shares or only in X shares. And those listing in A share market tend to be a lot of domestic growth driven, which are still experiencing very high growth and exposed to the domestic growth of the economy. So by default, they deserve a higher premium at this growth rate. And that also leads to my conclusion that the evaluation gap of China A shares may not uh, shrink to, uh, compared to the China X-share counterpart. China A-shares are not yet in the well-known major global equity market benchmark indices from FTSE, MSCI, or the like. Even though its market cap is now larger than the Japan market and the Hong Kong market, and is likely to soon catch up with Nasdaqs. Also, China's GDP is poised to surpass that of the U.S. in a few years. China A-shares still remain in the frontier market category in many cases. We heard that index providers have been studying in earnest the roadmap of China A-shares to get included in their flagship global equity benchmark indices. How would one assess the latent upside impact of this benchmark index entry? Indeed, China A-share markets provide a very unique opportunities for global investors. One, it is a a one unique uh, way to expose to the high growing domestic economy of China. And secondly, at this point, China Asia market still has only around 50% correlation to global indexes compared to in the world right now, all, most of the market have over 80 or even 90% correlation 
to the global indices. This brings China A share market a very good diversification benefit for global investors. Having said that, uh, the capital control of the China Asian market and also the uh, Q fee mechanism will limit the potential of investors getting into the China Asian market on a free basis. And in, in addition, there are still other other concerns like tax treatment, like the uh, lockup period of the China Asians. All these factors will bring hurdles for global investors to get into the China Asian market freely. And that can be a major consideration by global index providers for including China Asia into the global index. Accounting irregularities or other corporate governance issues are often key concerns of investors in Chinese stocks. How could investors best deal with these concerns? Right. Uh, I think like many other uh, emerging market or even frontier market, understanding the investment, understanding the companies, understanding the management of the companies is important in active management uh, of the China-Asian market. However, given what you described as the uh, immature of the company management in China, there's still a lot of accounting uh, errors, accounting issues within China-Asia. In in our experience, we find that because the China-Asia market still provide a lot of growth opportunities for equity investors. I can still capture the outperformance opportunities with a diversified basket of stocks. That can give me the upside potential of the market while I can hatch away a lot of the company-specific of, of, uh, risk of the companies in China A-shares. So I, I see on a relative basis investing in China A-shares Investors should consider investing in, in, in a basket of over around 50 stocks of, in, in the China A shares so that it can bring you the outperformance opportunities while you can manage your company-specific risk. And finally, perhaps a quick look at the B shares market. It's been languishing for the past 10 years or so. Uh, merging with the A shares has been talked about and a conversion to H shares has been experimented with. What are the prospects for the B shares market going forward? I think you can see that the liquidity of the of the B shares is still very low uh, compared to both H and A share markets. So I still see that that can be an ongoing discussion about where the future of the B shares goes to. But because at this point, B shares uh, is, is only a very small part of the MSCI China uh, offshore index. And only the small cap index of China offshore has relatively more uh, stocks in the B shares. So the development of that market will not be a major consideration for global investors. And actually, it's not a big event from our perspective. Anthony, thank you for sharing your thoughts on the equity markets in China with us. Thank you very much, Sam. And thank you for joining us in this episode of the CFA Institute's Take 15 series.
Copyright 2013 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.